Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solo line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome everybody, it's Annalena here and I'm so excited to have you here for another episode of the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast and today I have the honor to have the amazing, incredible Gabby Abrams with me here and she is a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and business coach and also a true expert on the subconscious mind and she helps you discover exactly what you're struggling with and why, uh, even when you're not quite sure yourself what it is that you're struggling with, right? And she was a lawyer and until she had her first son and then left law to start her own business. And then she grew her business to six figures in a little over a year. But then she felt like she plateaued and she knew something was keeping her stuck. She didn't have any idea, which kind of drove her crazy. And then she had this incredible RTT session for her subconscious imposter syndrome on a whim. And after just one session, things started to radically shift and she became so much more confident. And so thanks to the subconscious um, RTT session, uh, she grew her coaching business to her first 20K month in less than three months by being authentically herself. So talk about quantum leaping, right? And today she helps other women entrepreneurs to do the same, more happiness, more fun, more laughter more peace and more alignment. I think that's what we all want and also absolutely more impact and income and all of that with ease and alignment. So I think um, that tells how magical you are and so much more. And I'm just so excited to have you, Gabby. Welcome, welcome. Me too. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. And I'm also super excited that you're super duper into human design. So why don't you tell everybody what your human design is and how did it came into your life? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I, I'm so excited to talk about human design because I love it. I am a 6-2 generator with sacral authority. And I think I discovered human design, I want to say maybe like two years ago, a little bit more. Um, and I found out that I was a generator and I was like, that sounds very boring. <laughs> right. It's like, they're like, great. You're like everybody else in this world. I was like, well, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to hear that I'm really special. Um, but then once I started getting really into it, I learned, I was like, oh, this is the best, right? Whatever you are ends up being the best thing for yeah. you because it's who you are. Mm -hmm. um, and so after learning more about it, I just felt totally, totally in love with human design. And now I use it with all my clients. I use it in my programs. I just, I think it's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I, I totally, because I'm a manifesting generator, also the generator. And that's kind of the first thing people sometimes they kind of lose their smile quickly and like, 
okay, I'm a generator that sounds like a machine and we are these work houses and we are actually looking to work more effortlessly and maybe a little bit less, right? Because yeah. I think burnout is something most of us have somehow experienced in some way or form. And um, talking a little bit about burnout, you also have a career in more the corporate world. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that and your shift out of it, what happened in your life. Yeah, so I had I had gone to law school and then I ended up moving to New York City with my husband. And for a little bit, I worked in finance and then um, worked in, I, I did immigration law. So it's a little bit different than like corporate law or big mm -hmm. law. Um, it wasn't as kind of like intense, but it was definitely like law is not so colorful and interesting, um, lots of forms. And I think for a generator, that was like the worst the worst thing, right? Because we get burned out, but it's different than other people. We get like that sacral burnout where we feel really uninspired and depleted. And like the way that I describe it to other generators, it, it almost feels like it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> like you just wake up every day and you're like, again, this day, you know, and, and you end up really exhausted and burnt out, but it's not like that energy and it, but it's not energetic we wake up the next day fired up to do something that we're not excited about and it's terrible mm -hmm. yeah it's so like for us generators we can keep going and doing a certain thing we can maybe do it longer than the projectors manifestors and reflectors but yeah. when we are not lit up oh, yeah. I, I remember myself when i was in corporate it's exact same what you're describing it was this you're so uninspired it's like dull and you're asking yourself is this it really and, and even though we often, we pursue those careers that we thought, oh, I'm a, I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor or I'm in the consulting firm I always was dreaming of, right? And then we realize, well, that's not really lighting me up in any way or form and I cannot yeah. imagine doing this. And, and your body really does not allow you because mm -hmm. we, get, we get burned out in some way or form. Yeah. So a little bit about your story, like what was that pivotal moment for you to to shift out of corporate and actually launch your business? What what was that initiating spark for you? So I had my first son and I was on maternity leave and I was really just like trying to. Well, first of all, like maternity leave is so hard in so many ways, but also like not there's not a whole lot of stuff that you have to do when, when your baby's a newborn, you know, like they're mostly sleeping. And, and I was like, I want to find something that's fun to like entertain myself, you know? And, um, and I always had loved like creativity and um, I was not like particularly like artistic, but very creative. So I started doing stationary online, like party invitations and selling them on Etsy. And then that actually ended up going pretty well. And I ended up by the time that Levi, my son was like six months, I was like, huh, like, I'm really, really enjoying myself doing this. And I really like it. And maybe it will actually turn into something viable. And at six months, I was like, let me hold off a little bit, you know, on going back to work and see where this goes. And by the time that he was a year, it was like a business, you know, full on business. Um, and so I never went back. I just never went back to practicing law and I just became a full-time entrepreneur. Wow. That's just, that's just amazing. Right. So when you, when you follow your bliss, um, that's, that's quite, a, and I want to, so I, I checked out your human design chart, right. Cause you, you share with me and, and you have like part of your spiritual purpose is the, we call it in quantum human design, the joy of mastery. So when you are in this joy and I, I can see that cause I have 
been following you online for a little bit. Um, we connected very recently, right? But I, I had through some of my coaches, I had seen a couple of interviews with you before. And the one thing that I really saw in you, you were so lit up and you were so enjoying, right? This contagious joy. And now I'm seeing it's like, yeah, she's living her purpose. Like, of course, that's where the success is, right? And yeah. it always just, just lights me up um, to see, you know, when people, they're really embodying their human design. They're giving themselves permission you know, because the mind, that's one of the biggest things in human design. It's like the mind is not here to make decisions, not here to figure anything out. And the mind is very easy, like, well, but I should keep working in my career. I mean, I spent so much money on law school, right? It's very easy for the mind. What are going to, my parents are going to think about me, all these kind of things, right? And we, we get into the shirts and what the society expects of us. So actually what we expect of us and, we, you know, it's the people pleasing at the end of the day. So Nothing makes me happier to see when people, especially women, right, have the courage to take that leap of faith and just do what, what lights them up, what brings that spark in their eyes. And, and then look at you, you're, you're changing people's lives in such an incredible way. One of the things that I do remember when I first saw a video of you, you had like behind you was this wall. And for every little client you had, you had a little post-it heart, I think. Yes. And it was, like, it was like a hundred or like this, this was like, wow, this woman is making an impact in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and in particular, you are a rapid transformational therapy practitioner, right? Which is based from Marissa Peer. I, I do have known her for a while through Mind Valley, but I've never really spoken. Well, I have one colleague, but I would like to hear from you. What drew you? to that particular system to reprogram your mind what has it done for you and how are you using it with your clients and, and how does it work yeah it's so funny so when so it's all based on the subconscious mind right and i always say rtt is really about kind of uncovering the stories that are there the mm -hmm. stories that we go back to the root cause of where this belief started um, and it's usually a pretty surprising and pretty innocent memory um, but it's like the first moment that you started thinking the thought that led to the belief that is now being triggered somehow. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about imposter syndrome, for example, this, you know, constantly feeling like, um, you know, uh, like unaligned with, you know, feeling like you're going to get found out as a fraud is what they officially say. But to me, it goes so much deeper, right? It, it's about you knowing that you're good at what you do, but constantly worrying that you're going to get presented evidence to the contrary. It's like a lack of confidence. And so we'll go back to the root cause of how that first happened. Um, something, you know, maybe it was failing a test or maybe not knowing the answer in class. And you create this belief, like when I'm called, when I'm put on the spot, I never know the answer. And you carry that with you into adulthood. And it becomes this like really blown up part of your identity. But so when I first discovered RTT, um, and I heard about it, and I heard that it was subconscious, you know, rewriting your subconscious beliefs and, and this and that. Um, and I kind of thought, like, I like looked around at everybody around me. And I was like, everybody needs RTT in my life. Like, this would be great for so and so and so and so really needs this. And, and then after a while, I was like, maybe I'm the one that needs this, you know, maybe it's me. And, and then, so I did RTT. And it like totally, totally changed my life. And suddenly I understood what it did is that it gave me a lot of power back. You know, I think that understanding that it wasn't like these things that we're scared of are not huge 
big things. They all started as tiny little moments, tiny little beliefs that then have just kind of run away from us over the course of our lives really, really helped me a lot. I think it really empowered me to realize like, that's easy to change. You know, I can just let that thought go. And, and also of course, in the session, you rewire that thought Mm -hmm. and release it. Um, So it's really, really just so, so powerful. Yeah, no, I love that. And now actually I have to correct myself. I, I did recently, one of my colleagues, she's also an RTT practitioner and I had the pleasure to receive a small session with her. I have also listened to one of your recorded sessions and, um, but that's really my only experience. So, but what you, I, what I want to get to is this, where you're saying it just goes to some very simple scenario back in your past. I think for me, oh, I was sitting in my bedroom and I don't know your parents said something to you and you feel you feel like you're not good enough I mean and this is we often talk about trauma right especially in the coaching industry and um what I what I love from my human design education uh, my teacher she always says I mean trauma is basically any time where our lovability safety and belonging gets gets violated right and yeah we feel separate when we feel like oh we're the only one in class that doesn't know the answer right you're like well I'm not good enough like I'm like you said, I'm being put on the spot. And because sometimes I feel, and of course there's also like very deep trauma, right? Like let's say they have like, like the really heavy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Abuse, but, divorce. Yeah, yeah. It, it, exactly. But like we as coaches, we work with trauma all day long, if you ask me, right? Because it's always about the inner child that um, feels like, she or he does not belong. It's not safe to do certain things, especially not safe to speak your truth because then you may get rejected, you know? Yeah. So um, I really love that you bring it up. It goes to like a very normal kind of day-to-day situation that then gives us this like, oh, because I spilled the milk when I was two years old and my mom yelled at me just as an example. Yeah. That's why I'm so scared to be me and speak yeah. my truth. and. You know, and, and it's such a, it's such a, such a relief when, when you know that, right? Yeah. And I think for me, human design has almost been like a second layer of that where you realize like, oh, it's this belief. And then you realize there was something in me that was going to be triggered by that. Like there's a way that I was designed that was going to hear that and take it a certain reason because that's the shadow of my purpose, right? Or that's, you know, that's the thing that I'm here to learn is this belief. And it almost adds like another layer of taking back that power, you know, of realizing Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not just what happened to me, I'm me and things happen to me and I reacted certain ways. and, and I think, I don't know if you study like the gene keys, but studying human design and gene keys together, yeah, has been so amazing because the gene keys touch on the shadow gift and city. So you really like gain a new level of understanding, like when this shadow keeps popping up in my life, this is why it's because that is the, the highest level of, you know, amazingness that my life is supposed to bring to me comes through transforming this one thing. Yeah. So now you made me double excited because now we can talk about the jinkies too. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm in love with the jinkies. And I mean, Richard Wright is just um, amazing, right? I can listen to him yeah. all day. And I'm, I'm right now actually diving into the Venus sequence more deeply. I have touched upon the pearl and the activation sequence first. But let's talk about this a little bit because this is so life-changing because we have these two parts, right? We have human design, which 
is amazing because it really helps you understand who you are, like how you make decisions. It explains why we are different, why we're unique. And it gives you that, I say it's a ticket to be you, right? Like when you were saying, oh, you found out I'm a generator, but once you learn all the specifics in your chart, you're going to be like, yeah, that's me. And I have known this all my life, but I have questioned myself. And now, oh, finally, I'm just, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to not listen to anybody else anymore. I'm giving myself that permission. But then there's the conditioning, right? Or the, the, the trauma we have gone through where we, you know, we keep doubting ourselves. So like you were saying, some of the energies and you have the gate 41 in your unconscious earth which is a gate of, of fantasy imagination, like, you know, like it's shy, almost like you, you think about what's possible, but the lower expression is like focusing on the worst case scenarios, right? And being like really on the opposite. And so these go together. And what I really love with the jinkies in particular, it's like, there's nothing wrong with the shadow. It's just mm -hmm. like, accept that part of you. It's like, oh, really interesting. Here I am again fully in my shadow and when we can accept that and allow the shadow to come up because we are genetically coded in a certain way you are actually chosen to help transcend that shadow for for humanity for the collective and by just reading about the the energy of the human design gate or the gene key just by doing that reflecting on it we start to activate more of the, the gift and the mm -hmm. city and it starts to emerge and the thing is like, we cannot go around the shadow. That's what most people try, right? Like, oh, let me push away this, this heavier side or this dark side, but we live in a world of polarity, right? We cannot, you know, in the shadow, when you immerse yourself into it, it's like when a storm comes, the fastest way through is kind of think about the hurricane in the middle. It's, it's just so peaceful, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's such a bliss. I mean, I, it, I feel so blessed that this came into my life. And, and I feel, and that's one of the reasons I started this podcast. Um, and not every episode I talk about um, human design and gene keys. It really depends on the person I talk to. Um, but the majority of my guest experts there love human design. And now you brought gene keys up, you can probably see I'm super <laughs> excited. I love it. Yeah. And, I, and it's so funny because sometimes you'll read through, I'll read through the chapter, one of my keys and um, I'll be like, oh, I already moved through the shadow. <laughs> and then like three weeks later, I'm like, all right, here's this super humbling experience that has brought me right back to my shadow. Um, but yeah, it's exactly. And, and it's so funny what you said and talk about living your purpose. So one of my big programs, that's like my signature program is called dreamer to doer. Mm. And it's all about moving from fantasy to actually doing right. And then I look at my gene, I discover my gene keys and like that is my purpose mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. It is like that key. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how funny, you know, like yeah. you can't make this up. It's like moving from fantasy to anticipation to emanation. And that's, and that's the beauty of following in your case, the sequel, the uh-huh, uh-huh, what mm -hmm. light, lights you up, what's juicy. Yeah. It takes you to that purpose, but without having to think about it or it's not like you look at your human design chart and okay, okay, I have this gate. What course should I create? This is not how it works, right? You created this from responding to life, right? right? Yeah. yeah, it's all like unconscious, you know. Uh -huh. So yeah. that that's why that's why I love human design, and and also it took the pressure away from me because I think we all at some point we 
we have been in the more masculine kind of programs mm -hmm. and approaches, which have its place, right? But it's always just like, oh, do this five-step strategy. This is how it has worked for me. And oh my gosh, I got so frustrated with those things because yeah, you see somebody else succeed and you try to force to, to kind of copy yeah. the process, but that's not energetically aligned for me individually, right? And not until human design really opened up my being and everything, I was like, oh, that's why it hasn't worked. It, it, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just that, you know, we are really made up differently genetically and energetically in all of it. And when you follow this, it's really quite simple, like in concept, oh, just follow your strategy and authority. And we both have sacral authority. So we quite know really mm -hmm. well how that works. Um, but to actually allow yourself to listen and act upon the sacred is mm -hmm. the biggest challenge because we have that mind that's like, oh, but I shouldn't do it. So what's going to happen if I yeah. just have the courage or the leap of faith? Because, well, then we have fears kick in, right? Which is also quite normal. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's so crucial for us, like as generators with sacral authority to learn to say no. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we're like conditioned to not know how to do the most right? That's like probably one of the most important things when it comes to following our sacral authority is knowing when something's a no and, and dropping it just for the simple reason that it's a no, not having to justify it, yeah. not having to say, oh no, not having to like fill up your calendar with other stuff because you want to say no to this one thing, you know, which is I think what so many generator, generators do is like get so busy so that we don't have to say no and we actually have an excuse. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, exactly. You described my life story almost because <laughs> Human design gave me that permission. That's really since, along with the deconditioning work, right? Um, I mean, the, what, what you do, the RTT, I, I use my modalities, but in the essence, it's all about releasing those stuck energies from the body and reprogram mm -hmm. our beliefs. Um, that has really helped me to, yeah, speak my truth. Because mm -hmm. I had, me personally, I, um, the fear of rejection was one of the biggest ones for me. So that always kept me like, you know, playing small, pleasing others. And I see you have also gate 50 in your chart, which I also have many, many times, mm -hmm. um, which is all about nurturing and taking care of us, this mama bear energy. And we can over care and over give, right? And not set the boundaries. So, because we feel like we're responsible for everything. And that's a game changer, personal and business life, because otherwise we end up undercharging, over giving and burning out, right? So, and that, that doesn't, that doesn't really help anybody. So yeah, it's, it's just amazing. So you really got intentional through human design and the RTT, you officially quantum leaped, right? It is, you made a 500K in 18 months, right? So yeah. you, you took off. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I think from early on in my business, when I started, I was just like, it just took off, you know? And I think that the more things clicked, and the more in alignment I got, like the faster things happened and the more they snowballed. But I think a lot of people talk about quantum leaping as like oh, this like really desirable thing. And the truth is that it's like not desirable, right? It's not desirable to your subconscious mind at all. Oh, yeah. Um, you want to stay safe where we're at, right? Yeah, you want to stay safe. And then I think it almost does like sometimes it'll do something dangerous right which is that it makes the fantasy feel so big that like the reality will never measure up and you don't take action so I see people who say like well, I don't want to work for less than you know I want to quantum leap to a hundred thousand dollar month 
And then, you know, you tell them like, okay, you know, come out with this, with a program for, you know, whatever. And they're like, well, that doesn't feel worth it. And it's like, of course it doesn't. Cause you're comparing it to this huge quantum leap fantasy, but you're never going to get there unless you start taking the small action steps that are going to get you there, you right. know, and, and it's all about the small steps forward and pivoting and, um, you know, changing direction a little bit when you need to and figuring out what works and what doesn't enforcing better boundaries. But you only start doing those things by realizing what it is that you need. And yeah. you only realize what you need by taking action. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, this whole concept and, and you know, my it, this bucket is called the art of slowing down to quantum leap because I have learned because quantum leaping is such a big word, especially in the coaching industry. And it, I noticed um, in the beginning, it put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, people are just like, you know, they're going from making nothing to 100K and, you know, because you, we still have this, we see this and okay, if they do it, like, how can I do it? And then mm -hmm. I noticed that it was totally, I mean, freezing up my nervous system and, and mm -hmm. I couldn't even, like you say, take those small necessary actions in the mm -hmm. moment. And then nothing happened. You just yeah. go backwards. And when I stopped this trying to make it happen and really consciously slowed down to just be with what is in this yeah. very moment. And there's only this one next step. Our mm -hmm. single is always take you to this next, it's always GPS to the next thing. There's nothing to overthink. It's safe to go slow. And from that space, I, I feel like we allow ourselves to actually access this quantum field of these unlimited possibilities and then yes these quantum leaps happen and you're in hindsight oh this just happened I didn't try even right yeah. um yeah. so and and that's where we really tap into like effortless success because yeah we still work and and there is still effort we put in but it's not from place of force and and working hard it's just like you say, it feels like fun and easy and it's, it's like playing and so joyful and it's, it doesn't feel like work, right? Yeah. Like, oh, is it, is it five yet? So. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell my clients that it's like frictionless success, right? That it yeah. feels like you're just kind of like gliding, like you're still putting in the work to, to do the things, but, the, but you're not creating that unnecessary friction that slows you down, you know? Cause I think that that's really where our mind comes in and our subconscious mind is like, you yeah. do something great and then you question yourself and you overthink it. And you're like, should I have done it like this? And the more that you can detach from that and be like, I did it. All right, where am I now? What what does the present look like? What's the next step, you know, did, you know, just that, what you just did was just data, you know, what data did it present you with and, and just analyzing that and taking the next step forward and yeah, use that intuition to guide you, you know? Yeah, I love that so much. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And now for the listeners, how, like, who, who is your ideal client? I mean, I know we talked about mompreneurs, but what's like your ideal dream client for yourself? Uh, what are the options that they can work with you? So we'd love to hear that's a, that's a good question. Um, so I work with female entrepreneurs and for the most part, I work with female entrepreneurs at all different levels. Um, and what we do is a lot of visibility stuff, a lot of messaging. Um, to me, that's strategy, right? Is just figuring out what you want to say and being able to say it in our industry is really like the only strategy that you need. Um, and especially figuring out what you want to say and how to say it when you're like making sales, 
right? It is probably the most important part of messaging. Um, so, you know, that side of things. And then also my ideal client knows that she's here for amazing, huge things and it still feels hard. It feels hard for her somehow. She's got stuff that's holding her back. She's looking around. She feels triggered by other people's success. She feels like maybe it's never going to happen for her. Um, and she really, really needs that tweak to not just be able to do the thing, but to be able to do it in the creative and aligned way that's going to feel good for her and make it sustainable. I love that. And, and then you have options to work one-on-one -on -one with you and the group you were mentioning, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have options to work one on one. Um, and then I launch like live coaching programs periodically. Mm -hmm. And I have Dreamer to Doer, which is open. That one's evergreen. And it goes live once a year. Um, in the spring, it'll, we'll have another live round. But it's open year round. And we have monthly coaching calls in there and monthly master classes. And it's just a really, really good community. And that one is really subconscious focused it's figuring out you know when you're not taking the action that you want to be taking what's going on what's going on under the surface we go into money blocks we go into imposter syndrome visibility fears general fear of success lack of clarity all of those things and it's really like understanding subconsciously where did these beliefs come from what are they um, why are they keeping you stuck here and how can you let them go so that you can take better action Yeah, I love that. Um, I highly recommend anything with you just from just from you talking. I mean, it's just amazing. And, and your energy, I can, you probably can feel this just listening to her, just being in, in Gabby's energy is gonna transform you. And um, like I said, I had the I had the honor. And I also know you are, I have, so I, I got into closer contact with you through my through my sales and messaging coach through another Akashic Record uh, person that I have also been doing a program with. And, um, you know, I know your clients get amazing results and, and just your passion. That's for me always everything. If somebody is really passionate about what they do, that's that's really the, the key to success. And because you, you really, and like I said, I'm looking at your human design channel. It's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's living her purpose. Yeah. She's on it. <laughs> she's totally on it. I love it. Yeah, and nothing else lights me more up than seeing that. So, yeah, and then to get in touch with you, um, how can people find you? Yeah, so you can just go on my website, uh, www.gabbyabrams.com. And I have actually a money hypnosis recording in there. That's really, really great. Um, that is free and you can download. And what I love about the recordings, I know that you've done one because I had done one for the program. Um, so this one is the one that you listen to nightly for the 28 days. And, and what I always tell people, I'm like, entrepreneurship is like a high performance sport, you know? And you need to treat it like when you look at Olympians, they're visualizing, they are mm -hmm. visualizing that outcome they are getting. And why? Because it makes it safe for your brain to then take action in alignment with that. Your brain is no longer scared of the unknown because it's seen it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And the same is true for money and success and sales, right? Anything that you want in entrepreneurship, you need to visualize it. You need to make it comfortable for your mind and your subconscious yeah. so that your subconscious is like, okay, I know what happens when we get there and everything's fine. We're alive. We're safe. And it's that repetition, right? Because I, I was recently training for a half marathon and I I really, because I had a trainer and I really learned how, wow, it's that taking consistent action. There are days you're not going to feel like it, right? And you, you just do it anyways. And 
yeah high performance i love that entrepreneurship is like a high performance sport it's so true um and they do this right they visualize running through the finish line and and really or the the big football stars they yeah. it's more mindset than anything right yeah totally and that's why mindset is so important for us you know is because yeah right it's like how do you stay consistent when your mind is like begging you not to be, you know, and your mind's like, please stop. Yeah. yeah. So no, this is amazing. Um, I, I, guys, I highly recommend go to a website, sign up for the RTP audio about money, uh, do it every 28 days, stick with it. Um, and that may then also bring you the money to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, unless you're already ready now to do that. So that is, that is the beauty of that. Um, the other thing I just want to say, you, Gary, is Gabby with one B, right? Um, and then also they can, I'm going to drop it in the show notes, the Instagram and your Facebook. Um, so yeah, feel free reach, to reach out to her and let the magic begin. And uh, Gabby, what's one final takeaway or one of your favorite quotes that you want to leave the listener with? Yeah. So there was something that you had mentioned that I actually stayed thinking about. And I always tell people, um, and it's funny coming from someone who works with a subconscious mind, but we are using our minds totally and completely wrong. We are using them as decision makers. They are not decision makers. They are there for you to weigh evidence. They are there for you to analyze. They're there for you to visualize, imagine, use your creativity, all of these amazing, great things. They are not here to make decisions. And we burn ourselves out trying to make decisions from our mind. And our mind is just like, cannot give you any answer other than, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's it. And anytime that you ask yourself a question that you are only going to be met with, I don't know, you are training yourself to become disempowered. You're training yourself to feed more of this story that you don't know what to do. So the more that you can get better at asking better questions, you know, what, why, you know, anyhow question needs to be reframed as what, what can I do instead? Why did that not work? Uh, where can I, you know, post to get different results? Any of these other questions are going to give you actual feedback that you can use to create better actions mm -hmm. versus just asking how and trying to stay stuck in that mind. No, I love that because when you open yourself up with those questions, then in case being a generator, life gives you then something to respond to. And, yeah. oh, it's Instagram. No, it's Facebook. No, it's my email uh, list, right? It's yeah. not something we need to, yeah. That, that is such a great nugget of wisdom. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here. Um, I could talk for you for quite some time. This was so inspiring and such a joy to have you. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.